Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ah, man, what was it like to root for a really good, contending, year in and year out, sustained championship caliber franchise? I mean, it's been 32 years since Washington played in the Super Bowl. It's been 32 years since Washington was within a game of the Super Bowl. It's been 18 years, right, 2006, 2005, excuse me, um, but it was 2006 January playoffs. It's been 18 years since Washington was within two games of the Super Bowl. That's actually more remarkable than the Super Bowl streak, that it's been 18 years since they've actually won a playoff game that got them into the divisional round of the playoffs, you know, the final four in your own conference. I mean, it's, it's been a drought that just wasn't possible 32 years ago. Because 32 years ago, Washington was coming off of four Super Bowl appearances over a stretch from 1982 to 1991. They won three of them, lost one of them, 
Um, the loss was a painful loss, Super Bowl 18 to the Raiders, which some people believe was the franchise's best regular season. It was certainly their best offensive regular season, the 1983 season, leading up to Super Bowl 18 when they got demolished by the L.A. Raiders in what was, by the way, a rematch of a regular season game, one of the great regular season games of that era. Washington came back from 15 down in the final seven minutes of the game to beat the Raiders 37-35. to By the way, there was no two-point conversion. They had to score three times to get 37 points to take the lead. You could, it wasn't two touchdowns with a two-point conversion. Um, what was it like? You know, for those of you of a certain age, my age, a little, you know, older, a little bit younger, that remember, you know, think about it. Because young people, and I've had my sons ask me this question, what was it like? Because you've had multiple generations that have known nothing other than not only losing, but dysfunction around the losing. What was it like? Well, it was great. And it also became something that was so expected that when they did it towards the end, and I'm not talking about 82 or even 83, but the 91 season, now it had been four seasons since they had won the Super Bowl. Okay, they won the NFC title in 82, 83, 87, and then 91. They were in the NFC championship game in 86. Um, so, you know, over a 10-year period, they played in five NFC championship games, winning four of those NFC title games. But I kind of remember it being incredibly euphoric and thrilling to start. And then it just became expected. Like you got into this rhythm of football season and you get into December and January and it wasn't about whether or not they would be in the postseason. It was about year in and year out, were they good enough to win the whole thing? That's really what it was about for the Joe Gibbs years. Now, for those of us that can go back to the George Allen years, there was a lot of that during the George Allen years, just not the same production in the postseason. But there was a feeling when during the George Allen years in the 70s of, we're really good, but are we good enough? With Gibbs, it became, we're really good, but is it Super Bowl winning good? And some years it wasn't, you know, a definite that we were the best team in the league, but you never counted us out ever. It really was though each year, this expectation of, well, they're going to go to the playoffs. That's a given. And they didn't go to the playoffs every year. Just so everybody understands, you know, they missed the playoffs at 10 and six multiple times, but they were good teams. You know, 82 was the first in a stretch of, they went to the playoffs, won the Super Bowl. 83, they went to the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl, lost. 84, they won 11 games. They lost in the first round in a stunner against the Bears, which was a year before the Bears became great. In 85, they went 10-6 and six and missed the postseason. In 86, they got to the NFC title game. In 87, they won the Super Bowl. In 88, that was the only year for Gibbs 
following their Super Bowl in 87 that they did not have a winning record during those Joe Gibbs years, 7-9. and nine. It was a rough year, 88 was. It was an incredibly disappointing year not to have the team in playoff contention or in the playoffs. I mean, 7-9, and nine, that, was, that was wild. Like, what? You can't go 7-9 and nine around here. But because they had won the Super Bowl the previous year, you kind of gave them a break. And they had a lot of issues in the 88 season with injuries and various things with quarterbacks going back and forth. Um, and then in 89, they were back on board and they won their final five games to finish 10-6, and six, but they just missed the playoffs. How many teams missed the playoffs at 10-6? and six? You know, not once, but twice during the Joe Gibbs years. And then 90, they were back on board, 10-6, and six, winning a playoff game against Philadelphia on the road. Still, to me, the greatest revenge game in franchise history having lost to the Eagles in what was referred to as the body bag game on a Monday night in November 1990, and then going back two months later to the vet and beating the snot out of Buddy Ryan and the Eagles. It was one of the most satisfying wins as a fan of any team I've ever had. The most satisfying as a Redskin fan. That Some people will say the championship game against the Cowboys in 82 because they had lost to them in the regular season and it, it had been a long time. But no, the way Buddy Ryan and that franchise carried themselves, there was nothing better than going in on a, I think it was a Saturday afternoon, a wild card round game underdogs, body bag game was the previous head-to-head matchup, and just beating them to a pulp. 20-6, to six, it was never a competitive game. Buddy Ryan runs off the field, won't shake Joe's hand. Awesome. 91 Super Bowl, 14-2, and two, the greatest all-around team uh, in franchise history and one of the great teams of all time. What was it like? It was each year knowing that you were one of the two best franchises in the NFL. It wasn't the Cowboys anymore. It wasn't the Steelers anymore. It wasn't the Raiders with their rebellious Al Davis teams. The Redskins and the 49ers for a decade and a half were the best franchises in the league. Now Dallas came back and Pittsburgh's always been a great franchise, don't get me wrong. But Washington and San Francisco were the two marquee teams in the 80s into the early 90s. And then the Cowboys, you know, joined the fray once again. But Washington and San Francisco were better franchises than the Giants, better franchises uh, than Chicago or uh, a team like Denver or Miami in the AFC or even Buffalo. You knew you were rooting for not only the best, one of the two best franchises in the game, I think what was the hallmark for me of those years is I always felt like with Bobby Beathard, and Joe Gibbs, that even if we didn't have the most talented team, we were the smartest team. And we were the smartest team in a way where we never talked about being smart. It was the most humble group of champions of all time. Now, yes, there were pockets on the team, the Hogs and the Smurfs and the Fun Bunch and all of that. The player stuff was great, but organizationally, There was never any touting. 
Never any self-touting. Never any self-promoting. Gibbs was the opposite of that. Gibbs always wanted to sneak up on people. I don't even know if he did it intentionally. It just wasn't his nature to self-promote. He was afraid to self-promote. He thought it was a competitive disadvantage. The style of the team, physical every year, but also adaptable to the talent that they had had, you know, at, in the moment, but never told you they were coming. Never told you, hey, we're going to be NFC East champs. Hey, this is Hogs 2.0. Hey, this is the capital defense or whatever they came up with the name of their, def- you know, their defense that year that it was just horrendous. They basically downplayed everything and kicked everybody's ass. And then there was just this feeling when you got into the colder holiday, December, January time frame, you know, and you're younger as I was and you're going out all the time and you're in bars and, you know, hail to the Redskins just breaks out in unison. That was a given. During that time of the year, a Friday or a Saturday night before a big game, you're at any bar down in Georgetown, Adams Morgan, didn't matter where you were, inevitably... Hail to the Redskins would just break out spontaneously. The love affair that this town had with the team, and it was a different city. It was smaller. It was more parochial. It was just different. It was not as cosmopolitan. It was not as Northeastern in personality like it is today. Um, Yes, culturally it was always something interesting. Um, education-wise, healthcare-wise, that was always a big part of what this city was with the professionals, with the education level, with you know, in part because of the federal government. Um, but we didn't have high tech in Northern Virginia; that was just starting. We didn't have biotech in Montgomery County. We didn't have a lot of the things that we have. We didn't have a city of neighborhoods like we have now. Thank you, Abe Poland, for that. But man, we had the Redskins. And it was unbelievable in terms of the passion. And when the season started, people were pumped. And then when the season went on and you got to the biggest games of the year, because you expected, you expected to get to that point in the season where you would have these big games. And then they would happen and it just, the whole city came together. The tickets were impossible to get to RFK. If you didn't have season tickets, good luck. If you didn't have if you didn't have season tickets, you were thrilled when somebody gave you a preseason game ticket. You know, a season ticket holder, you know, saying to somebody who doesn't have season tickets, "Hey, you want to go to a game? I got two for you for the preseason game against Cincinnati." And they would be over the moon at the opportunity to just go see the team at RFK Stadium. It was insane. It was so great. It was also towards the end, it got to the point where it was so expected. Like, I've watched the Atlanta, um, you know, the Atlanta game, which was played in the rain and the mud, uh, the seat cushion game when they came flying out at the end of the game. I've watched the Detroit NFC Championship game. Both of those games exist on YouTube. We expected to win those games. And so 
there was sort of this feeling of anticlimactic. It wasn't that you weren't as into it, but you weren't as hungry. The best feeling when you win big is that first time when there's such a hunger for it. The 82 season, which was strike-shortened, but when you got to the end of the season and Washington was the number one seed, and they're going through these postseason games against Detroit and then Minnesota and then Dallas, the hunger, the bloodthirst to win, and then, oh, by the way, on top of it, you got a chance to play your arch-rival to get to a Super Bowl. It was different than it was later on because it was surprising And there was such an incredible thirst for it. And the thirst kind of waned. The passion didn't. The support didn't. If anything, it increased. But there's just there 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 was this feeling of, well, we're gonna win. We're gonna win eleven games. We're gonna win, you know, a playoff game. I mean, hell, Joe Gibbs. After winning in 82 and then after getting back and losing in 83, they lost to the Bears after they won the division in 84. So it was the only time, by the way, um, I don't know if people know this, it's the only time in franchise history that Washington's won back-to-back division titles. Now, technically, you know, the 82 season wasn't a division year because they went to conference standings and the top eight qualified for the postseason because of the strike. But they would have won the division had it been a division format in 82, and it would have been three straight years of winning the NFC East. As much success as they had, you know, during that stretch, they didn't go back-to-back as division champs except for one time, and that was 83-84. Again, 82 would have been, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. So when they went into the postseason as, you know, in 86, they, they had finished second behind the Giants who had that great 86 season. But they were still the Redskins. Like, nobody discounted the possibility of them making a run to the Super Bowl. You know, they had been to two out of the last three Super Bowls. They were the second best team you could have argued that year in the NFC, and it, it proved out so because they went to Chicago and won at Soldier Field. They went to Chicago in back-to-back years, road playoff games, and beat those badass Bears. Now, Doug Flutie started one of those games because Jim McMahon was hurt, but the Bears coming off that 85 season, one of the greatest seasons in history, the next two years went, I think it was 15-1 and or 14-2 and one of those seasons, um, and maybe 12 and four the others. I'm going to look that up real quickly. In 86, the Bears were 14 and two. Then they went 11 and four uh, in 87. Uh, that was another strike shortened season, and they played 15 games. And Washington went in there in back to back years and won on the road. That was like the beginning of Gibbs proving, yeah, it doesn't matter about the regular season. We're built for the big moment. You know, they did it again in 90. They did it in 87 when they went to the Super Bowl. They beat the Bears on the road. Then they got lucky in not having to face the 49ers who got upset by Minnesota, beat Minnesota. And then 90, they go on the road and they beat the Eagles. And then 91, they had home field. What was it like? It was the greatest. It's so great for a city to have that kind of passion for one team. It was a unifier like nothing else has ever been. 
And in some towns, you don't have to win for the team to be a unifier. The problem with the last 25 years is it wasn't a unifier because people checked out because it wasn't just about the losing. It was about just the behavior. It was terrible. We had gone from this classy organization to low-rent scum for 25 years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 